birthday. They had the and covers. Well. Yes. But what was his, when you spoke to him, what was his rationale for what he did? He didn't have one. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't want to really hear it. Welcome to the Paradise Podcast, the occasionally informed podcast about all things Celtic. I'm Kieran Tierney, and I'm happy to report that the rest of the team have made it back injury-free. With me is Danny McLadrigan. How are we doing? Dan Shaw. Yeah. David Quinn. Hello. And Sean Aiken. This podcast is now featuring 25% more over 30s. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important thing to notice. This is the first podcast since Sean turned 30. We're now all 30 years old in this podcast. We're all legal. We're yeah. all legal. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking. You can find our OnlyFans. It's always called the Paradise Podcast. We do group shots. It's a. Uh, we really do good. solo, we do group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to question why I wasn't invited to any of the group shots. <laughs> How's everybody getting on, especially Sean after turning 30? I fucking hate myself. I hate myself in every decision <laughs> I've ever made. <laughs> 30 years that's been a great man. Culminating in that last night. That's uh, pretty normal for a fairy, to be honest. I've just yeah. been in a downward spiral, maybe for the last eight years, but... Culminated, <laughs> culminated on my birthday. How do you think I feel? I peaked at 18. <laughs> uh, all I remember is going down. Like, that's all I can remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh. We've actually got quite a wee bit to chat about, despite there being an enforced... Oh, it was happened. <laughs> so... We should go back to the uh, Kilmarnock game because the last time that we recorded was just after the, the Hamilton game. So, but also bushy eyed and <laughs> <laughs> can't well, wait for this. It's going to be so positive. <laughs> that lovely opening weekend, I think, where kind of everything was brought back home after the away game at Kelly. Danny, what do you think? I think classifying that as a football game is being kind. <laughs> right. I, um, it seems like a while ago, but it was uh, it, it sort of faded in my memory now, so it doesn't feel quite as bad as it did at the time, quite as raw. But um, uh, we were we obviously finished the last episode on some sort of collective buzz, uh, and that was that was quite quick and dissipating uh, when we went to Rugby Park. We always struggle up there and. The one word to describe it, I think, was a proper struggle. Didn't it? <laughs> um, it was going to be maybe all roses again when Christie's free kick snuck its way in, which probably should never have been a goal, but was was magical in a, in a way. Christie was just fab, to be honest, for that that part of the game. And then it seemed, it just seemed like nobody, he thought, maybe I've got my goal and maybe didn't he? He didn't, I think he like threatened after that and I feel like everybody else just went to pot. It was one of those games where you're just like, at the end of it, like spitting blood. And I, I just think there's no excuse. I, I said to you, Tierney, I was like, why, why are we not practicing a plastic pitch? And you pointed out we do. Mm. I was like, well then, that's even worse. That's absolutely even worse. We can't, we can't just have this thing where it's like, and even even Chris Sutton coming and saying, and you know, I love the game, I love Chris Sutton, but saying like, is, is there ever been a, a good game on a plastic pitch? And it's like, well, good game or not, we should still be getting results. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I, was, I think under uh, Brendan Rogers. Sorry, Danny, I've mentioned his name again. <laughs> That's two for two. You're on a, <laughs> your jacket's on a sugarly peg. It was under him that I think we had a, like a plastic type pitch installed um, at the training centre so that we could train on it before these games against uh, Kilmarnock and Livingston mainly, I suppose. I'm assuming that it would still be there and I'm assuming that they would still be getting players onto it to train before these games but um, especially our centre halves they just look like they're ice skating you know there's, it looks like there's nobody wants to be able to run uh, wants to run on that pitch at all and the, like they just don't just don't seem to want to be able to play on it nobody's going in for challenges nobody's you know well, that was the issue with the goal that we conceded, wasn't it? Like, Julian was just, he was all at sea. I get it, yeah. No single player in that game got past Mark Sony and Celtic. No Brown, no McGregor, no Edward, no one. You would struggle to get anybody more than a, a six, probably. You're right in what you're saying. Um, I think everybody, probably best player in the park, got a six. But, I mean, how many times have we spoke about the pitch? Obviously, Um it's been gone on for seasons now. I don't think. Well, that game in particular. I mean, we shot ourselves in the foot. We that could have been ground out as a one 0 or um, it was defensive errors for particular players and people just stuff not clicking on the day. It's the, one of the hardest games we're going to have before the split is going away to Kilmarnock and getting a one 0 grinder out would have been ideal in this situation. But they were they were awful. I mean, the worst thing for me than anything else was watching them try to play that Roger style pass the ball up to the goal and try to pass it into the net no one was willing to take a dunk for outside no one was willing to take any chances and yeah. a few they do it near the end of the game they ballooned them as well right. and it, it's just one of those things where like you say to me all the time it's madness trying the same thing again and again and again and again and it was just like there was no plan B never mind anything else it was just let's just try that again it's not working because I've got eight men in the box Let's just try it again. And you're sitting at him, and if you're like me, you're wrapping your head off your own hands. Just, why? Why was, why was that what happened in that game? It's, I think it, in a game like that, when you've got eight players behind the ball as well, you need a bit of magic for somebody. And, and there was just nobody really on it um, at Rugby Park. It was just, like I say, it was a bit of a toil. Um, Blame got apportioned after it. Julian got it in the neck. Lennon got it for tactics. And... Um, I don't know about you, but the Monday morning was quite rough for me. But <laughs> little did I know later in the week we had better to come as well. <laughs> um, but I uh, Monday morning following that was pretty rough. Um, it was a less than positive week in general for <laughs> for Celtic. Um, all, all I'm going to say in it though is now we're we've played in our game, and obviously we'll get onto that. But we have dropped our first points this season. I think over the last six. Second game in, third game in, fourth game in, fifth game in twice. Um, so, it, it, do you know what? It's what usually happens is we kick off for here and go on a big run. And do you know, drawing one game away this early on in the season, we should. I can't try to keep cool after the match. If MD was with me, they'd see me like you know spitting actual blood, and I wasn't happy. And but that's it. When you calm down now, it's it. You look back at past seasons. We've done this before. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about yet. Let's, uh, it's know. going to be a long season if everybody throws the baby out of the bathwater like they did after Rugby Park. It's, 
Oh, there's, there's another old man cliche. <laughs> yes, I got another one in. <laughs> That's three so far in two episodes. Uh, I think it that, that had pointed out that uh, it was actually uh, during the nine in a row, uh, we've dropped points in the second game of the season twice already. <laughs> I think that was actually the third time that it's now happened. So it's not really, yeah, it's not, you know, the greater scheme of things, not a big deal. Never nice to, to drop points, but. Uh, I suppose at the end of it, we were just kind of going, well, move on to the next game. Let's get back onto it. Let's get another another three points to the road. Um, but I suppose now we're, uh, it's the big question that everybody's been asking. I'm going mm. to ask Dan the big question that everybody has been wanting answered. What was Bolly Dean, Dan? Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Suck. Almost that, that went so well. The big the big question that everybody has had in their lips that they've been wanting answered. The question is, what was Bolly Dane Dan? Yeah! <laughs> what was Bolly Dane? <laughs> I, I think I don't even think Bolly knows what Bolly was doing because if he thought about it for more than a microsecond, he'd realised it was mental. Um, we're all we're all going to say we're piecing it, but see for me that's in this season you you could do that. A hundred players could have done that over the course of football history, and it, it would still have been disciplined. It would still be bad. It would still not be good. But see for him to do that right now in this season. Fuck off. It wouldn't have been newsworthy out with the situation. You'd have still got reprimanded for disappearing. Aye. But it wouldn't have been newsworthy. But what the fuck's he doing? Jumping away in our country during a fucking global pandemic. In a, in a parallel universe somewhere, Celtic are going for 10 in a row this season. Um, we're going for like 50 or something. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, Do you guys, did you guys hear like the reason he went to Spain? It was to pump somebody, was it? Ah, you get to spend a night in a hotel and get his hole. Yeah. So, like, when I heard that, I was like, well, actually, <laughs> fair enough. Like, well, you know, I don't know how lonely he is. Like, where's Bully yeah. from again? Nigeria. See if he wants it that bad, I'll go around. Exactly. Somebody tell me it was a fag run. <laughs> I was just imagining volleyball and golly like a modern day Russell Lappy. <laughs> just getting through like a cart in a day. <laughs> still, still banging 20 goals in a season. Uh, that was like that apparently. He was like on the tabs non-stop. <laughs> I think it was like, who was that was said that was like, oh, was it Hooper or someone came out in an interview and was like, hey, well, he just constantly stunky fags all the time. <laughs> 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 it fucks when they could, they could turn it on when you need to. Sammy. <laughs> I can't good, imagine he's good at 10 yards <laughs> I just want to confirm that a Bolly is Belgian is it Belgian right he's Belgian um, I didn't want to like say too much oh before I say anything else Quinn do not edit out that first intro. I want first take and second take in the final thing <laughs> like, that, yeah, yeah, like, of course. that has to stay in that'll be the uh, flavor. But question will they ever play for Celtic again I don't want him to. I don't want him. I'm not interested in some sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like comeback story. Where's the redemption arc? Like, no, fuck that. Like, honestly, at this this time, at this age, you would change your Go to Spain and get your hole. Fuck off. Stay in Spain. 
I can't. The way the way Lenin's been talking about it, the way Lenin been saying saying that he felt betrayed overall, and he's he's never felt this betrayed ever by a player before. And then he's also made a point of saying that he thinks that it's it's difficult for Bali to get back in amongst the squad and and training again because they're obviously all really unhappy with him. They've all felt betrayed by him. Um, can't see. Bruni accepting any apologies anytime soon. And if that's not going to happen, then I think Bolly's going to be stuck with the reserves, probably. You find there'll be players on that team, though, that don't really go abroad to see their family and stuff like that. And this man uh, jumps away to get his fucking end away. That's yeah. it. They've been doing everything in, in, in their head the whole time. They're just saying, it's the good of the team, right. good of my teammates, um, showing the boss that I'm dedicated. And he just goes away and does that. So it's just almost every single facet of this club has been let down. And to me, no, this is the season we're going for 10 in a row. That adds an, just an extra bit to this, an extra onus to be more careful, be more professional. Yeah. No, you've, you've not acted like a Celtic player, so you That's shouldn't it. get to It's up. a total and utter lack of professionalism. That's like nail on the head, but... Um, the one thing I want to take away for this, because obviously it's, it's been like a week now, it's been a while since we've recorded and that, did that news break like last Monday or something? I, mean, I but, think it was the day after we recorded or something. Like, to be honest, hopefully we get some money for him and he goes somewhere, but this could have been a whole lot worse than it actually was. We got, we've all had a bit of a sting getting two games suspended or delayed, postponed. Uh, and I don't know about you, like sitting at the weekend and during last week when all the other teams were playing um, and you just seen teams crewing up points and stuff um, but this could have been a whole lot worse I mean there's guys playing in this league that have got wins at home that have got conditions that need to be shielding um, this could have spread it could have shut down the full season um, so the fact that it's been nipped in the bud early doors if we get some fun- money for him and he, he's out the road fair enough because he's just shown to me that he's, he's no got what it takes um, he's no mature enough in the head and he's not even got enough about him to I heard on another podcast again I don't know how true this is but I think when you were saying about Lennon being feeling betrayed um, they were saying that it's come out that he flat out denied it when he came back and then obviously that picture broke him on the plane <laughs> it was in the paper and then Lennon just called him in evidence Called him in with the newspaper, like, but the newspaper was covered up and uh, asked him again and then he <laughs> not again and then he showed him the newspaper and then he just spilled his guts after that. So if that's the case and he's like flat out denied it twice, he's obviously, has he got a missus here? <laughs> Is there no any like um, pictures for the hotel room then? No. no. Oh, Although okay. I think you find them on a special kind of website, but it requires a subscription. <laughs> Celtic TV? <laughs> but it's better quality video than that. Four K. One of our first releases for our patrons, man. I did. I Well, that's. I was hearing it was away to Amiens, but they've just signed another uh, left back there. I think they spent a couple of million, so I doubt they'll be getting bathed in them. Uh, think uh, Amiens were just like media blackout? Didn't they know about it? And then like like, somebody lacky was just like, here, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to do it tomorrow. This boy's fucking up to fucking Spain and Ireland. <laughs> they were like, what, what, what? <laughs> Holy holidays. 
bone elbow. <laughs> this is what this this incident will forever be remembered as. Like you remember season twenty twenty, Bully's holidays, and you'll go, oh, aye. That was mental. That one guy nearly got the fully Scottish football shut down. Uh, so in the aftermath of all these episodes and the Aberdeen 8, we've had Nicola Sturgeon give Scottish football a yellow card and say if there's one incident, there will be a red card. Uh, obviously, you would have to be stupid to go and do what either or any of these players have, have done to be a footballer in Scotland right now and think, oh, I'm going to go and chance my luck and go do whatever. Uh, but do you think there's a good chance or, or a chance that it, it could still happen? We've still got the vast majority of the season to be played. Yeah, look, I don't have any faith in the intelligence of footballers, man. Like, <laughs> like I'm, not being, safe I'm not being funny, but like some guy is going to get horny. <laughs> <laughs> jump on a plane <laughs> why it is, I don't even know some are even more exotic what's John um, Terry up to <laughs> uh, dying <laughs> um, but the, oh, the thing I want to add to the end there is like it was so funny they saw Twitter and it was like uh, everyone like basically was, what did Nicola do again she stopped um, champion uh, leagues teams from from training. Championship teams and League One teams can't Aye. train for two. So hard, like it's like Celtic get in trouble, Hearts get punished again. <laughs> 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 it's like we've <laughs> got a fucking good chance to get a fucking good dig at Hearts again. And <laughs> <laughs> Judge just then Lemmy's wee angry face, like oh. <laughs> yeah. so angry, <laughs> fucking raging. Well, that's the thing. Just about you saying, like individual players. Um, maybe want to get their whole uh, go and get a dinner somewhere else or whatever and the chances of this being broken again it will be and that's the thing I'm so glad that they decided not to there was talk about docking points and finding the club well, um, there's talk of docking points your man for Hibs is sucking spearheading but, but like you can't dock points on something for there not being a rule in place like surely <laughs> well that's what I'm saying he never broke any laws the fine he got for the Scottish government was 480 quid he probably had that in his pocket. That's um, but that's what, like, <laughs> short short of Celtic, like, hacking these guys' phones and triangulating a satellite to know where they are at all times. I mean, they're employees of a club. They're grown men, some of them teenagers, but you can't watch them 24-7. Like, they've been given the same advice as everybody else, and they've got extra protocols to adhere to, which makes it so unbelievably <laughs> stupid when they, they go and do something like that because on top of what everybody else has to follow Joe Bloggs they've got all this extra stuff to comply with but I don't understand how clubs can be held responsible for somebody like Bolingoli's like attitude I mean you can tell by his haircut he's about a handful so like <laughs> how, how are they supposed to get Short of like getting Tom Boyd to follow him about like Denzel and training day, <laughs> like what are we supposed to do? <laughs> I think we should invest some money in some sort of implant to Scott Brown's brain. It's like a GPS that keeps a track of all of them. When any of them goes out of line, he just runs at them. <laughs> to be fair, I think we've, I think that's has now got hours out of the road. Because what will have happened is Lenny will have had them on a room and just been like, here's the riot act, subtext, Scott Brown is standing in the corner with it, I just hatch it. 
<laughs> right? Cutting his hair. Next one is, I'll not hesitate to let Scott Brown in your house when you're asleep. I was saying to Dan Scott, I think, I think everyone's got the shiters now and we won't do it again. I think, I think yeah, I don't think it'll be us if it does happen again. It's not going to be us. It'll be someone. It'll, it'll be, uh, it'll what's be Dundee United? Actually, let's take a fucking First bet. year back for years. Hope it's Dundee United. I'm saying it's Livingston, for sure. <laughs> I think what they should have done though is like, I was saying to you is like they should have put like they should have put a clause in everyone's contract this season for this stuff like basically like if you break this we can release you from your contract or we can dock you two three months wages for like any breaking of these rules like they should have put something in writing for the teams to sign or the players to have signed because of how how much this is a privilege for them to be playing the now because they obviously can't be fucking trusted absolutely, absolutely. yeah yeah. My money on the next player to break the rules is definitely going to be on Morelos. And the good thing there is, as soon as it happens, we'll all know about it because his wife's got that PI on him. (laughs) (laughs) That was the guy that got Bolly. He was just on a plane to catch up with Morelos and he was like, snapped. (laughs) 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 Is it the same mistress? (laughs) Well, it's difficult to try and turn what was a what was a tough weekend into a positive, but see when we look at it, these two games are only going to get played till next year now, probably. By which time we'll all get to watch them. Bolly's away, and probably, as you say, Lenny's absolutely rattled through everybody probably a couple of times. And well, we've no back to domestic action yet, but we're going to talk about the European game in a second. Uh, whatever's happened, I'm uh, I'm back on board and. Bolly's off the bus. Let's go. See, the only thing I'd say about Bolly, I, I just hope Bolly get he, he gets a move and it's good. And do you know, best of luck to him. But you're just you're not you're not going to be at Celtic. You're not you're not fresh enough. And that that thing, that's just the end. Of it. I I don't I don't wish him like ill. I just time to fuck off and just best of luck to them. Nicely put. And actually, I just remembered I've got one wee final thing that I wanted to say about Bolly, which was. In the last podcast, uh, I said, is it time to punt Bolly? And when I was listening to the podcast back, which is what I do in the bath, the... You're very lonely to your name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's got a few numbers you can throw if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got on Spain. It made me cringe that I had said that, uh, but not anymore. Uh, I think it was a badly chosen time to say that, but uh, right in the context that we have now. I quite like that. Just to round off the issue, I'm just going to make a wee point. I was 100% right last week in what we were saying, by the way. (laughs) 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 I just had a nice wee self-pat in the back there before we move on. There's no pats here. <laughs> skip on. Right. Let's move on to the first round of European qualifying then. Uh, KR Reykjavik. Uh, Great team. Great. Nah, fuck off. Great team. You're also in the commentary, man. They've heard our team getting slagged so badly. Like, the commentary was brutal against them, man. Like, Savage. You have to go, you know, go far post. I wouldn't have passed that. No chance, Rory. You're joking, are you? <laughs> I knew the answer when I asked the question. It's Julian and a third for Celtic. Christopher Julian rises highest. Don't 
Big Bad John, wasn't it? John Hartson. I'm glad it wasn't Chris Sutton that was doing the commentary because the way John Hartson was just taking them apart every time that they missed a pass or missed an interception or missed a tackle, he he was right into them. Um, but I'm quite happy to take a win like that. Nice, actually, that it's just a, a one-legged uh, tie because it saves having to go over there after having such a comprehensive win and dealing with a, a fixture that's effectively meaningless. Um, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln, red, imps. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't uh, talk about that, Danny. We don't mention that days. one. Uh, imagine if that was a one-legged tie. <laughs> Fred, Fred did Rogers sacked by Christmas in his first season. Oh, shite, I just done it there. I'm going to have to dock myself a point. Oh! Was that his first game as well? Mm-hmm. Hey, Quinn, game. you can cut that. Nah, staying in. <laughs> if Tierney's yeah, Bonder yeah. stays in. There's a reason they're the champions. Eh? Is it Gibraltar? There's a reason. They're a good team. I'll, I'll fight him. They say Is that they're a plastic good. pitch as well? Mate, that, that whole town's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the rock. rock. It's all made of rocks, mate. <laughs> it's a fucking granite playing field. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> the ball made of rocks. What do you want? Yeah, back to the current Icelandic champions. <laughs> what what do we make it? Is there anything that we can take out of the game except that if Edouard sees that there's a striker about to come on for him, it means that he's about to turn on the style and score a cracker or a goal. Yeah. See, to be fair, I, I, if that's a tactic, he's an off season. <laughs> Run with that. Run with that. Um... Subtime, Eddie. Elianusi was outstanding. Elianusi was great. Was outstanding. Where was that when you had him in your fantasy team? I've still got him in my fantasy team. I couldn't get a fucking point out of him in the first two games. <laughs> I didn't even realise he was on the pitch in those first two games. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm still a footballer. There'll be fucking day in that next week, I tell you that. Uh, he, looked, uh, he looked back to his best before he got injured when he got here the first time and he was just... Absolute pulling the strings. See, having him and Kalmak in the same team, <laughs> it's just like watching two guys playing football and everybody else is on like different settings. <laughs> They're just running about, spraying balls about everywhere. Even Julian, like, obviously, he didn't have a big muscly defender to put the shits up on because they never really done too much. But uh, I, he was even spraying balls about for the back and stuff as well. It was nice Julian to watch. I don't know how much it tells us. Many times I was watching that game and Julian was standing on the edge of the box for about 15 minutes. Ah, yeah. just like wonder his way up the pitch. He was just like, I've got nothing to do back there. I'm going to have my show up. <laughs> again, goal scoring defender, that's what you want. That's what we need again. Yeah, How long has it been since we can score for corners? Regularity at which we're doing it, Liam, is, it, it's, it's buoyant. It, it just makes me happy. It's like, just hopeless, isn't it? Like, Flashing the panning, and that—that's actually, you know, Julian. We have criticised him for his performances in Kilmarnock games and, and other ones previous. Uh, we're speaking about the Levy games uh, in particular, like when we were together last time. So, he, but there's something that he can do that we've not had in a while. Um, so, see if we get somebody in. Like I know that the name's been chucked about right now, Shane Duffy. Um, you know, maybe he—he's the guy that can do the job that we're expecting Julian to do, and Julian can focus on h- handling. Defenders under five foot eight, sorry, strikers, and um, <laughs> banging in the ball when he can get a chance. And you know, it's, it's great to have a guy that can do that. I'm, I'm happy with him. I like him. I'm, I think he's actually, weirdly enough, still got 
a wee bit of room to improve. He, he doesn't always have a bad game. Sometimes yeah. he does handle things well. Sometimes he, he, he will shut somebody down. So and I think split him and Ayer up in that game was the best <laughs> move as well. Yes. Well, they've uh, not been playing well together at all, even in the pre-season games. And I just put a point out there that Beaton looked phenomenal in that game. He looked so perfect in the role. Didn't do a fair place again. Like for a player that we have in the back burner, just on the bench that we can utilise every so often, we need to. By the way, he is an absolute godsend having someone like him. Well, that's a, that's exactly what that sort of led me on to what I was going to say. I, I, like I thought, Beaton was brilliant as well. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you think. Um, I was going to say, is that the end of Ayer and Julian? Because Beaton had a good game. You mentioned Shane Duffy. Is Shane Duffy coming in to partner one of the two? Is Ayer going to be transferred? If if Duffy comes in, where do you rank the centre-halves or guys that can play centre-half? I mean, it's for me as well... Judge them because they played well last season. I mean, at the end of the day, Ayer's still young, still learning and I wouldn't want us to go down. I mean, we've only got two out and out centre backs right now. Beaton can play, you know, midfield, centre back, right back if need be. I don't think we should be getting, if we do bring in someone like Shane Duffy or anyone from the back, just to sell someone. We need four defenders. We need four centre backs of some descript. We can't play an entire season with two centre backs or three of the mates. It's ridiculous. And I think there's a good chance that Lennon will want the option to move two, three at the back in some games as well. So you could end up in a situation where you have, if it's Duffy, Ayer and, and Julian all playing together, um, you know, if we make that signing. Um, I, th- I definitely think that Ayer probably still is ahead of Beaton in terms of the, the first choice kind of centre-back pairing is, pro- is probably still Julian and uh, Ayer. Ayer probably getting rested for a game or two is not you know, a bad thing. Uh, it's, it's always learning for him. And then, obviously, we also had El Mahid coming in at, at right-back. I don't think it was, that was Frimpong being dropped for anything other than give him a bit of a rest and give, you know got a couple of other players out there and give them a bit of a run. And, and both of them showed that they're, they're capable of take, stepping into that team when needed. I think El Hamid's good, man. I'd like, I, I enjoy watching him on the ball. There was a couple of times ago around his man uh, obviously, was it one or two assists he got in the game? Um, I think he maybe got a couple of assists. Yeah, I think he um, It was at least one. But that's... When was the last time that Celtic played in Europe? And I know it's only a qualifier and it's it's not a very high standard or they weren't a very high standard, but every one of our back four, I would argue, had a really, really good game. Gave a good account of themselves. Um, but I was laughing the day I read somewhere that uh, said that Julian must have felt like a Palestinian because he was like being marshaled by two angry Israelis on either side. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's like the way forward. Julian just needs somebody that's a bit like sort of mere heat screwed on like going forward. Um, obviously, he normally has Frimpong on that side who's not very experienced. Um, Julian's prone to a bit of a clangor so, and have an eye on the other side who's probably got the same weaknesses. If you have maybe Julian in with somebody a bit stronger, whether that's Shane Duffy or whether that's Beaton, and you rotate higher in when you need to. Um, we've got choices now, which is really, really nice, on the flanks and in the middle as well, but we could probably do with another centre-back. I think probably that's top of everybody's shopping list. I don't know about you. Uh, definitely, definitely would be. Um, but one player that has came in is our, our new striker, 
uh, Ayeti signed a couple of days before the the Rec event gaming went straight into the the squad. Uh, anybody got any thoughts in terms of think of him as a as a signing? I, I personally think that he he could be a good striker. It came out that Lennon did want him last summer. Obviously missed out. Like he didn't he didn't do much when he was down in England, but he wasn't given a chance. I think he made. He looked unfit. He didn't look fit enough in that game, even for the twenty minutes he was playing. Didn't look quicker at all. Didn't look like. He didn't look like he had that spark, and again, that might be because he's not had a lot of game time in England, or a lot of experience. He's playing, you know, here and there, a bit of the under twenties games, but I don't think he's ready yet. I think there is a player potentially there if Lennon, but he needs a lot of game time, and he needs a lot of bringing up the speed that Celtic play at. For me, he's not there yet. He reminds me of what when Kamala came on so far. Kamala coming in at the end of last year when you've seen a couple of games with him you could see that he was far off the pace of everyone else and that's what it looks like to me at the moment from Kamala it's only a 25 minute spell so it can't be too harsh on him Kamala looks sharper now that's what I mean Ayeti still looks maybe three or four weeks off the pace for me um, but I quite liked what Lennon done um, bringing him on it probably didn't do him all that much good coming on for 20 minutes he got a wee run about but he brought him on as part of a two striker change gave him 20 minutes like it's quite encouraging to say listen we scored loads of goals as you've seen the night plus I'm swapping I'm bringing two strikers on at 70 minutes like you're going to get your chance to score goals even if it's no the night you sort of get in about it and see how the guys run about you play what their qualities are and um, how they tend to put the ball together so I um, I, I seen guys on Twitter saying he was rotten <laughs> and he was a waste of money and I was like he's played 20 minutes like yeah, we're like five up at that point as well. So. <laughs> Even like, at my fittest, it took me twenty minutes to warm up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't know, you can judge somebody on that. But I, some, I uh, seen rotten was one, <laughs> one description of him, and I don't know, the guy must have been as well. Celtic dapper or man, it's like he doesn't score a hat trick with any coming on the fucking pitch. He's shite. It's like these are the same guys within two months once the guy's putting two past the Huns that'll be like screaming his name and getting on his back of their shirts. <laughs> the same people that were just like Henrik Larson's a fucking dud after his first game. Uh, I mean like He didn't have a dud first game though, didn't he? I was at that game, it was against Hibs and he was absolutely stinking. <laughs> he was rotten. Uh, but my dad's got a talent for that, Sean knows about this. Uh, Every time we get a, get a striker coming in uh, my dad, if my dad says he's a dumpling Billy's a big lump Give him time because he's just gonna he'll end up rattling the goals in. My dad, I'm pretty sure he said that about Larson. Um and then when Dembele came in, uh, at first he was like that that big boy Dembele's useless. Honestly, he's useless. He's no touch, he can't jump, he's no strong <laughs> enough. And then like I don't know, it was about three games later, he banged in a hat trick against Rangers, and I was like, So why you were saying <laughs> like <laughs> um but I know I'm Quite excited. Um, another centre back. Is there anywhere else anybody thinks we need cover? We need looking left back, aren't we? Well, we've all been there. And uh, to me, we need someone to challenge Forrest. He's not been amazing so far this season, but he's not really got any competition out with Frimpong right now on that right that right uh, wing. It would be if a change of formation happened. That would be the challenge. It's not exactly when he just sticks four three three. It's just going to be James Forrest in the same position. Well, what, what about the prospect of El Hamid playing right back and Frimpong playing further forward? 
him being the, com- the competition that. for Jamie, uh, Jamesy, well, like. I'd say, well, happy. I want to see it. I want to see it yesterday. <laughs> like, I would, I would love. Uh, it. I think it would work. And you know, I'm happy to prove no, but I'd be interested to see. By the way, I like Jamie from. I don't know if I told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite encouraged to see when Edward came off the other night against Reykjavik as well. He went straight up into the stand and him and Frimpong were like shooting the shit with each other. And I was like, oh, he's not gone anywhere. Look at him, he's wee pal. He's staying, he's fine. It just uh, sort of reassured me a wee bit. I was like, because I was getting a wee bit worried if Bolly's away. That was one of his crew. Um, Musa was obviously part of his crew. And Cham might be going so I'm like if always if always mates piss off he might go I'm not having as much fun here as I was but I think we've got me frimpong in the door he, I think he's just everybody's best mate <laughs> yes and then our, our other option at right wing and obviously he's not going to be first choice and he's probably not going to be pushing Forrest for the place but if we're looking at resting Forrest the last 20 minutes half an hour of a game it's Karamoko um, yeah. So we do have that option there. I think it's highly unlikely that we would... You look at Forrest and his form and, and what he's produced over the last few years, especially last two or three seasons. You're unlikely to bring in another player that's really going to be pushing him for that position. So instead, do you say, well, right, effectively, Forrest is, you know, after Brown, probably the next name that gets dropped into the start in the living. And then do you just say, well, that's the position that Karamoko is going to be pushing for? Do you keep him at the club by saying, look, you're going to be given your chance because you're effectively the number two for that position? Um, that's what Should I would like. You have the chance. <laughs> Should I go Paddy and have the chance? Bring Paddy home. I will. He's apparently available for three million. I can think it worse ways to spend three million quid. Yeah. I was half joking, but doing that, doing that you said that, I'm like, uh, three million, eh? <laughs> <laughs> three million, that, that sounds all right. I think I've got that through there. I don't want to bring up, I don't want to trigger anybody, but uh, we're talking about bringing in a midfielder. We might be considering that there seems to be one leaving and news broke a day. My heart is breaking in two. But, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm going to quote you from this. See, a year ago, you were, you, Tom Rogic is done. He's a dud. Doesn't even play five minutes. I hate that guy. I will kill that guy. If he's getting worse than that, let me tell you about it. He's getting worse than that. And he had him on a dartboard and he drew a silly face. <laughs> Listen, I've done my community service for that, right? You can't bring that up anymore. Um, <laughs> no, it was around about the time he was like getting touted to, I think it was Zenit for 12 million. <laughs> and I was like, 12 million quid. Uh, somebody posted on Twitter about the, the minutes that he'd played during the time that he'd been there. And I think it <laughs> boiled down to something crazy. So I, I, I'll be honest, I was forgetting shot last year but he's not well has he, has he done much since then um, no. I've got really fond memories of Tom Rogic and he's a big except game player but, <laughs> except just like just brightening everybody's day you've got real rose tiny glasses when it comes to fucking big time I'm so I, I, he won the fucking invincible treble <laughs> he could come in here and kick my head and I'd say thank you <laughs> <laughs> See if we well, can get to do that before he goes. 
So I <laughs> just know that, that Tom Roderick may be going to Dubai for four million pounds or so. It's unconfirmed reports just now. It, it looks plausible. He's not really been getting game time. He's he's had all these injuries as well. And then in addition to that, there is also the news that we are supposed to be keeping up with what's happening with Turnbull at, at Motherwell again as well. Um, Obviously, last summer, that was a move that broke down with him getting injured um, or having an injury that no one knew that he had, including him. <laughs> but, but now he's back. He, he scored a goal last weekend. He could be the sort of not quite ready-made replacement for, for Roger. Do you think he's still three million? Do you think um, Motherwell would maybe take less now after everything that's happened? It seems, uh, a, seems a bit opportunistic, but every other team's going to be doing it as well. Yeah, no, I, I think they would take less. Um, not significantly less. I think uh, Rogic, if you get four million for him and you, you bring Turnbull in for two, two and a half, on paper it's really good business considering how many minutes Rogic plays. But he's a big game player. Um, I was looking at his Wikipedia day because um, obviously I was having a wee cry to myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a wee cry. Uh, and... <laughs> How many goals do you think he scored for Celtic? How many goals? 15, 70. 30. They're quite wide ranging, so 15, 70, 30. What do you think, Quinn? Uh, give me fucking 110. Top goal scorer, Celtic's ever So, <laughs> I was mayor on Dan's side. This surprised me, but he scored 38 goals in his Celtic career. The mere impressive stat is of those 38 goals, 14 goals were the winning goal in the game. Um, he scored the winning goal in two cup semi-finals and he scored the winning goal in two cup finals I'm going to take it past the Hansel that's the most important thing <laughs> so it, talk about a big game player he, he won us two semi-finals and he won us two finals so he just turned up he, he might only turn up for like I don't know five minutes every couple of weeks or something but get I, shit done <laughs> in that five minutes you get solid gold easy action man which is wild because it's basically the same as Sammy, but I hold Sammy in such high regard in aye, comparison. Aye. Oh, I was going to say, if Tom, if Tom, if he wants to go, and we are going to get a nice replacement, and I'd be excited to see Tom Wilson. Like maybe, maybe Tom Rogic has had his day. We can't and, guarantee him any game time because we're still benching him. We're still benching M. Chan right now. Tom Rogic is good enough. Well, he's certainly of an age to play first team football somewhere. Yeah. So. For 40-50 minutes. All I'm going to say is, here's your four-minute warning, because see when he comes back in, in, in the years to come for all the, the, the things we'll go to, because we'll be Celtic Daz by then. <laughs> and we'll take me Celtic Wayne's to things. I'll be greeting when Tom Rogic <laughs> comes out, right? I'll, I'll be greeting. And, like, you know when you see videos of Lassie's got to see Take That concert from them? Right. <laughs> 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 You're my hero! Right, so... Your Wayne's like, Mom, my dad's go, got the Beatlemania. He's got the Beatlemania. He's definitely going to be one of the guys that, like, Celtic pages on Facebook post, like, pictures of, like, years and years after he's left. It's <laughs> like, they still do with, like, certain guys. It's so weird. You see a Boric? I see an after Boric picture at least <laughs> once a week and a Nakamura picture in that because I've just got that many... Facebook Celtic Kings but aye he's definitely Tom Rogic will be one of the guys where you'll just be seeing his picture on scarves and that for years to come aye uh, any more in-goings or out-goings oh 
I was uh, quite disappointed to hear about Leo Connor this week. I don't know what you said. He's away for the season. Right on Aye. In the season that we could, we are trying to maybe, we've got enough room and our fixtures to break young guys into the team. I have to say, I'm a wee bit disappointed as well. I thought, I thought that would be happening this season. Maybe... Uh, I thought he'd maybe get a wee chance anyway, but you never know. Like, Calmat came back after a year on loan and he was twice the player. Ayer was probably the same when we sent him into Kilmarnock, so... Um, but just consider we were talking about buying a centre-half. They maybe don't see it yet, but it would have been good if he could have stepped in and stepped up. Well, this may be one of these things where we see the, the centre-halves that are here. Um, particularly Chris Fire, the younger, the, the kind of two mainstays in the team. If he finishes out the season with us, and then we, we you know, touch wood, do 10, we're like, we'll probably end up seeing a few don't players like, now, now you can go, now you can go. Um, and Chris Fire may be one of those guys, and if, you know, O'Connor does a business. Uh, 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 we're sorry, where did you say he went off to? He's went down to try and be a rover. Which, that's it, Tran, yeah. Is, is he, is he playing at two lower level? Might be, but is he, is he playing every day or uh, every week at that level
One year. I just I saw him asking for one year. Just one more year. One more. One more day, Dad. One more day. <laughs> Talking of uh, left back, have we missed a trick with regards to Hickey? What's easier to? What's what's easier to? Let's get him back for the ten. Get him back for the last year of the ten. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Bayern Munich have maybe just adopted the whole Scottish left backs must be class. They've <laughs> just looked at Liverpool and looked at Arsenal and went, we'll just keep buying them for buttons and then eventually one of them's going to be class. Because <laughs> I think they've got three young Scottish guys. Hickey's the third one that they've bought in the last year. Different yeah. positions. What I've noticed is that there's almost a cycle. Can every decade or so, we get three world, like pretty good players in one position. So we had three pretty good goalies in the last 10 years. Now they're all old and they're past it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna wish that David Marshall had time for us because he used to be cracking and he's maybe not so much. And, Tell that uh, to Summer Harrell. They're all too old and they're past it. <laughs> but uh, now there's like this this generation of minted Scottish left-backs and all we're going to have to wait is well, the centre-half right-backs and then eventually 60 years from now we'll have three minted Scottish strikers oh, God, in imagine. one generation. It's going to be amazing. We'll play, we'll play a 4-6 formation. <laughs> and it's I can't wait. With Craig Levine as manager, of course. Uh, Craig Levine's well, head. Craig Levine. Emily Glasgow. body, Alan McCoy's beside him. Always. Um... But they'll do great. They'll do great because they'll have three class strikers. Yeah, there's been a few interesting moves in the SSPFL. Like, I could go in, um, tell Dan Shaw one of the new rumours is that Leeds want Ryan Kent for 10 million. Yeah, I spotted that. Yeah, do you have to actually make money on that, Haddy? That'll be unbelievable. I can't even believe they paid 7 million for him to start off with. The fans, the fans rate him like a fifteen million pound player, so they'll be up in outrage if they went for ten. Um, they, you um, see the manager, the, the captain for Lille came out and says, no, the team's no interested in Morelos as a player. They think they're good enough and they don't need him. They're better without him." Why? Why would you buy your replacement strikers before you had a deal sorted to sell your first striker? Like that's not how you work. Like you've already got them. You know so everybody else knows they have to shift them. Everybody right. else knows that he's up for sale. So if Rangers come in and go fifty million, they're going to go gate eight, and it's just going to be like it'll be like it'll be like storage wars. It's just going to be daft, man. Like that's it, they've just went about it back to front. It's again, it's the banter years rolls on. Um, Talking about a team that the manager came out and said they had nothing in attack at the weekend after they just bought two strikers. So. That was Belter, by the way. Uh, by an own goal himself. First, first hurdle players under the bus. Right. I'm a wee bit ashamed to say I watched the full game because it was on BT and obviously uh, the game had been postponed. But they are absolutely rotten. Um, and there was a massive, there was a massive fallout after it, and they were all gone mental. Um, Morelos got it in the neck. The new strikers, Gerard, but. I know it was only points, two points dropped. It's good for us, but seeing the long term, I can understand why they were all gone nuts because they offered so little. They they take five minutes to get through the rain box to the final third, and then as soon as they get to the final third, it's like stage fright. It's like something clamps down, somebody puts the ball to play underneath pressure. Um, it's a mentality thing. They're going to have to bring in another few guys and hope that the guys that they've already brought in have got a totally different attitude to the game because um, 
I, I said we, we we talked about it in the last episode. We were saying about did we think they were a threat? Um, that's just done mere to compound my feelings that they're no a threat. This might come back and bite me in the arse at the end of the season, <laughs> probably. Uh, I'm touching like the table in front of me with both hands, but uh, I the only thing I'd give in their favour is it was the spaghetti had they went to, like, you know. No one, no one just walks into there. <laughs> no, one, no one wins. No one walks out with three points from the spaghetti hut. Well, that's Lyndon Dykes away at QPR for two and a half million. Yeah. Who cares? Live here about scoring goals. Well, I'll, te- I'll tell you who. <laughs> this is not part of the Dan, I'll tell you who cares. Christopher Julian cares. He's probably the <laughs> most relieved guy. He's just like, yes, go rid of that guy. <laughs> It yeah. could make the next visit for us a wee bit, wee bit easier when we, we go there. Uh, just quickly, uh, following on to what Danny was saying about the, the Rangers game, obviously Rangers missed a wee bit of a, a chance there to open up a wee bit of distance between them and us. I think they would have just been pulling even with Hibs, but um, obviously to get that wee bit of gap, it's just games in hand for us, really. Um, that would have probably had... You know, giving them a wee bit of a psychological advantage, you get it into the players' heads that they're the ones that are kind of leading the race, as it were, from the early stages. But uh, being stuck with a draw, does that mean that they've blown that a wee bit? What do you mean? What, Rangers? No. Ah, Rangers, like by, but if they managed to get the three points at, at Livingston, and then that would have obviously put them another few points ahead of Celtic. Well, look, they're a team that has a, a great history of shit in the bed. And uh, and that's what they've fucking just done again. <laughs> so uh, I like I, I think they're probably just go like you know was the caravan the dogs bark the caravan goes on <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like that's like what they do at this point. I like I, th- I think like I don't want to talk about them too much because we're a fucking Celtic podcast. But I was surprised when I saw because I didn't bother watching the game for all right probably win. But um, when it was a draw. And it was like a goalless draw as well. It was just like, um, yeah, like why do you know, like you know the position that you're in. You can go totally ahead from this and you didn't. Well, they were so talking you- about 11 points and that's like, they were going to be 11 points clear. And it just, I was just thinking if we get like, if we get it back within say four or five points from 11, within a few games, Rangers will just lose four games on the bounce or something. They're just like constantly one result away from catastrophe, I think, and every, the bottle goes. Um, and we've been over the course. We've done it plenty of times before. So, like I say, I'm hoping that we just we've got to win these games when we get to play them. But again, these games will probably be put off to the tail end of next year. So, whether it suits us playing catch up, or whether I don't think we're a team that needs to be in front to be motivated. We can sort of do it both ways, um, as we've shown before. But we'll probably not get to play these two games till after Christmas, or maybe run about Christmas by the time we squeeze them in. So. There's six points that we're going to have to carry in hand till that point. But do you think it will suit us being behind and having something to go for? It gives uh, every players like it gives them something to say. Look, we are still behind. Don't look at the games we've got. You need to win every game between now and the end of the year to make up for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before we go on any further, we should mention the last big sign in the day in the Celtic family. Given that there's no breaking news of Henrik Larsson going back to Barcelona. Alongside, oh, aye. Uh, that's true. Uh, with Coleman being announced the new manager of uh, Barcelona, and the chat is that Henrik might be made one of his assistants. 
I think it's just been confirmed. Uh, I don't know if he's number two or if he's uh, just part of the backroom staff, but it's been confirmed that he'll be on the staff. Eh? I'm quite looking forward to them dropping points against Real Betis or something and then him being out trying to fight with the fans. <laughs> just for his dukes up like, <laughs> like he did when he was in Sweden. Uh, no, after that, I'm buzzing. It's just going to be good to have him back in the regular sort of football eye. Do you know, every time you see him, <laughs> you're just like, I love that guy. <laughs> so it's going to be nice to be yeah. just sitting watching the football in a pub. I think it'll be massive for his management career again because he, he had to hit the reset button after his initial first attempt because he was fucking shocking at the legs. But maybe studying under Ronald for a few years make him the extra wee boost again or give him a bit of knowledge that he didn't have going into those first few games or first few positions that he had. I think he'll definitely learn a few things and Coleman's shown that he is a good manager can definitely be a good manager I think Larson will definitely learn a few things and he's obviously he's in a place that he seemed to be comfortable at before there's still people there who were there when he was their last namely Messi Larson had all the respect to players including Messi when, when he was there before and obviously he's, he's then going in there um, this new management team who are obviously desperate to have Messi on side as well. Um, Henrik, good chance that Henrik's actually going to be be helping in a big big way with keeping Messi on side and uh, having the players motivated for the new management. So it, it only can only do good things, I think, for for Henrik and potentially for when he might become a Celtic, the actual Celtic manager in future. It's a big, it's a big task. Though. He's not, he's not walking into bars somewhere and being rosy. In fact, all, uh, like you know, it's, it's the opposite. They just got absolutely thunder pumped at the Champions League um, by a team that you know they should go toe to toe with every time. They're not, they're not going to win every game against Bayern, but they should, they should give a much better account of themselves. Uh, you know, words getting chucked about embarrassing uh, should not happen. Absolutely. So uh, if he's going in that team, he's got a task ahead. But you're right. He's got he's got a respected player. He's gonna have um he's gonna have a real so he's well regard, regarded at Barcelona for what he I hope it goes well for him. Uh, I think we all do. Um what's next up? What's the plans for Saturday? It's a half five kickoff. Well be mad at before the game probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm hoping for uh, Edward Hattrick again and that'll set us up fine for Saturday. Telling you, see just now. Edward could have scored two or three uh, the other night. He obviously got his goal, as you said, just before he came off, um, which was nice. It was probably a pick of the bunch. I liked uh, Elianusi's two goals. The one that he took it around the keeper to start off with and then that slide for the enchant pass at the end. That was just so satisfying. <laughs> he just seemed to be gliding for ages before he connected with the ball. But uh, Eddie could have... He just looks like he could score a hat-trick every game and he's trying wee flicks and tricks and some of them didn't come off. And I think that's why folks say, oh, he doesn't look too bothered because he's trying these wee ambitious things all the time and when they didn't come off, he's trying to get the ball back. But if no, then he'll wait till it comes to him next time. But when his touch clicks in, we know how devastating he is. It's, I think he's it's just really former. Walking past five players. Oh walking my past God. them. Oh he walked past God. five players to score that goal. See the thing, at first I thought he's... He's got away with that there. And then you, you watch the replay when he just like, he kind of drag flicks it past the kind of third guy. And you're yeah. like, no, no, that was absolutely stunning. It was actually stunning. What a goal. See, when the camera panned and we, we played it for the behind scene, 
and he got past two of the boys, and they just put their hands on their hips and just stood there like. They've got to bother chasing him. Fuck oh, it. This guy. <laughs> it's just like, listen, man, I'm done. <laughs> I'm back to work on Thursday morning, mate, and you've just ruined me. <laughs> like, but our, our game against Dundee United on Saturday, then, do you think uh, anything to be worried about from them? They've had a, a reasonably decent start of the season. Um, their last game there was a, a 2 1 win against Ross County up in Dingwall as well. Um, Shanklin's been injured for them, their main man, and they've still managed to get results of being given decent performances without him even playing. I, I don't actually know if he's now back fit, if he might be back in the team, but um, I think there's you know, potential for, for some danger playing Dundee United. I, I think it's just because of... It's like when it, when a good team comes back up, um, or maybe the good teams maybe not the right phrase, but do you know a team that's considered a stalwart of the Scottish top flight come back up, they they can have a good season because they've got they've had a core of decent players and they've just you know they've had a few snags. It's maybe not quite worked, but now they're hitting form. And Dundee United smashed the championship last year, um, and the the confidence that will give you. Or just being like we we play well together. We're not going to win every game, but we we will we, we do a good graph together. Um, I think they will be a bit of a challenge this year. Um, I don't think they should be too much too much a challenge for us. The thing is, we're used to playing the same teams three four times a season. We've not played Dundee United in, in years, um, so that's a challenge. It's new and they're in the forum, so it's it's not something we're used to. But I still think we should we should have more than enough for them. Um, and I, I just don't think right now I'm going to really hear excuses if we don't beat them. I, I know that sounds like I've got very high standards, but I'm, I, I'm, that's just the way I, I feel right now. Like I'm not, I'm not going to hear it if we didn't beat them. Even if they have a cracking game and are like doing spinning moves and Rabona kicks against us, I'm not going to hear it. We should tweet them more than <laughs> Well, that's we've got to treat, regardless of the opposition this year, we have to prepare for every game the same. And we need to approach every game the same. And I think Lenny will have the boys well drilled, um, and they'll be good to go. Um, I think they're sort of. I think the wee break done is good. It seems so weird that after we played one game after you know for all that time, you could actually say break kind of killed us, but it probably done them quite good. Especially the other teams maybe accruing a bit of a lead. So I'm quietly confident. I think we'll win by a couple of goals. Saturday. What do you think the team will be like? Because the team we've seen. Against Reykjavik was probably the strongest Celtic side you could put out right now. Um, um, I don't uh, think we'll see Julian and Ayer again so quickly. I think it'll be one or the two and they'll be partnered by either Beton or Elhamid. Um, like I say, I'd like to see Elhamid at left back and even Frimpong. Guy James here, we spell on the bench because, like you say, he's probably one of the only three players that's guaranteed a start and it shows. Um, so he maybe needs a couple of weeks on the bench. Um, that'd be a nice wee experiment to watch. But you never quite know what Lenny's thinking. Lenny just, I think, picks the team the night before the game after a half ball. Uh, like, uh, he's looking like he needs more sleep, man. Last couple of press conferences, I'm like, get to your bed. <laughs> like, uh, I like to think he's up all right in any tactics, so that's what's keeping me, <laughs> keeping me calm. But uh, I, I'm intrigued to see the side. That's there's so many guys that are deserving of a place. You've, I, you've got to argue that, and Cham probably should be getting squeezed in somewhere. The biggie Brown arrest. Brown just he's evergreen. Interesting because uh, I was hoping that was that was someone we were going to see 
especially given how, how we started that game. Uh, so I was quite I was quite chuffed to see it, and it was good to see that he he had a big smile on his face coming off, as if like you know there's no worries here. Like I know this isn't going to happen every game, but I'm, I'm taking coming off in my stride. There was no frustration behind it. Yeah, armband straight to McGregor. Exactly, aye. I'm happy as anything to just hand off the armband straight to McGregor. So I, I can see Brown missing actually no actually no getting a full start in some games, um, and we've got to start doing it at some point. The, the time will come where Scott Brown will have his last game, and I said it. That's the thing, but no, he's not just going to turn up one day at training and be like, oh, by the way, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, it, it, it's going to be a gradual process. So it's up to the management team to start of, gradually start fading him out. You know, I, I thought he was brilliant the other night. Obviously, he didn't have a lot, a lot of resistance in that midfield, but what he'd done, he'd done well. And then he came off when the game was won, as you say. But we're going to have to start fading him out eventually. And there's, there's that many players in that midfield vying for a game. Um, I think especially with the five substitutions, it's time to start utilising them. Dundee United probably have quite a decent first 11, but probably don't have a lot on the bench. What, um, what I'd be very interested... Wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm right in here and shutting a lot of you up because I'm no... Uh, hearing this dire talk about Brown having his last game and having to start phasing him out because I'm no hearing... Uh, our podcast here ending on such a sad. I've actually got tears running. <laughs> Listen, he, the guy's going to start more games than he's known. The start of your season. Oh, no, wait. I just saw on Twitter, I just saw he, he's dead. You're fucking dead. <laughs> it was me, I did it. Right. <laughs> so, Right, actually, wait. While we're on this, like the thing I wanted to talk about in the first episode, I think we brushed it past it. So, like, he's actually got hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, does he shave it till for the hard man thing, or do you think it's like to make him more aerodynamic? Or? Aerodynamic. You nailed it. It's, yeah. it's pure technique. Is that yeah, makes sense? Those those micro sabermetric things this. just just matter in a game, you Bruni. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like he's hurt himself, including his head. He's just, he's just smooth. <laughs> I, I feel like he's got so much pent up aggression that he can just will it to grow. So he's normally baldy, but in the lockdown, he was just so stressed out that he had to let some of it out and he started growing his hair. <laughs> uh, that's what makes him so tenacious. Uh, but I. Uh, can, sorry, continue. <laughs> he got to continue. look into the dressing room <laughs> and his hair just like fell out. <laughs> he put the Celtic top on. <laughs> He's just like, he just has it Monday to Friday. It's getting back, boys. Hi. <laughs> Slaffer it, shaving it with an open razor. <laughs> sorry, continue. We were talking about not phasing Scott Brown out. Uh, well, I think we should play. Sorrow getting a game. <laughs> I think, well, I think Dundee United are going to come in with a team that we've not played yet. And I think we should give, they're probably expecting us to have something quite solid to, to go with. I think we should maybe just change it up a wee bit, you know. Let's, let's, let's put in a few players who are dying to get a game, dying to prove themselves in a, a team that they should be able to do it against. You have to put a first league game back in two weeks and you're fucking wet chucking some wild cards, eh? Aye, aye, because I don't think Dundee United are going to expect it. I don't think anyone would expect it. Exactly. That's why it would work. 
And if it does near Lennon gets pelters. Right, let's finish up on the predictions then for the, the Dundee United game. So start with Sean, your predicted score. Three one us. They're gonna score, but we'll only score them. Quinn? I'm gonna say three one as well. I think it'll be a wee weird, uh, like a like, is it an own goal thing? You want to name your scorers? Uh, you don't have to name go. the Dundee United one, don't worry. I was going to say, Eddie and then Ellen Lucy and I'm going to go McGregor. He's due one. Give McGregor a wee show. Yeah, I'm going to say Julianne's going to score one again off a corner. What about you then? Go ahead. Uh, I am going to 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. I think it's going to be a flattering scoreline, but I think it's going to be 4-0. I think Dundee United have a, a nice wee game in them, but we'll just, we'll just hit. I think we're just going to hit. And I think it's going to be a frimpong hat-trick. I need to be serious. All right. He's, he's only going to get two. And then... <laughs> two or more. Get, him on get, get, that, get that out of the bookies, you'll get about 500 to 1. Um, see if it comes in, I'm not going to eat a fucking penny. <laughs> Lester Rod. <laughs> Saying that though, that, that came in. Uh, right, I'm going to be a wee bit more conservative. I'll say we'll win 2 0. Um, they'll be quite hard to break down, as everybody else is in the league. Uh, Eddie will get one, and I think probably if they're taking. Loads of stick for his performance the other night. Forrest will get the other one <laughs> and end up being back in the team for another six weeks. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to follow Danny's call on that one, actually. I'm going to go for a, a 2 0 as well. Um, I'm hoping for a, oh. a clean sheet, actually. And, uh, Can he copy us, man? <laughs> I think there was two boys that went for the three one. So uh, you're Mr. Rembrandt. Oh, I. <laughs> it's a line, Tony. It's a line. Is this is this old dementia? This is old dementia. Well, fair enough. and I think it will be uh, Christy and Elinousi who scored with Edward assisting both of them. Ooh, nice. I like that. I like the sound of that. Tierney's got Tierney's got three hundred in his fantasy football team. Everyone should know that. Yes, yes, thank you. Nobody know that. There will be a bonus podcast midway through this week where it'll just be the three four years gain you abuse for your fantasy team. <laughs> it, it's actually a shout. Maybe in a a, a future uh, podcast we might bring up the fantasy football and we could have a wee chat about that. I've noticed a few other uh, podcasts been chatting about it and having a wee chat about their teams and what they think. So you might copy someone else's homework again. Mm. Jesus. Again, the bottom marks in this class. I'm, I'm <laughs> getting nowhere tonight, am I? I'm going to go take that bath and uh, just listen to this recording. <laughs> <laughs> take notes. I, w- I wouldn't feel bad, man. My fantasy team's a car crash already. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm spending points like I've got a Scottish fantasy football credit card and I'm just like, oh, I made 60 points last week, but I spent 95 on transfers. <laughs> just keep watching. 
I keep watching sports scene with a couple of cans and then I think I can spot a player and I'm like, I'm getting that guy and he's going to win me this league. You guys are watching MotoGP. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Mishy Mishy? He sounds like a kid. Well, that's... I, I, spent a, I, spent a good, I spent a good hour looking for a guy and I couldn't find him. I can't even mind who it was. And I was like, is he injured or what? And it turned out I transferred him in the week before and he got me zero points. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, right, everybody, I'm going to call it there. Thanks very much for listening to another Paradise podcast, and I hope you tune in again to listen to us. Bye now. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. See you later.